This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. But let's go ahead uh, with, with our time left. Uh, let's look at the defensive side of the ball. And I will say that I agree with you, Akash. The, the, the run defense lately has been uh, hasn't been as stout as it was earlier in the season. And so I think I think one of the one of the players that needs to step up and have a good game uh, on Sunday is Javon Kinlaw. So I'm hoping to mm-hmm. see a, a little bit more out of him because since he's been back, he's kind of been really, I don't want to say non-existent, but he hasn't made an impact, much of an impact. And so um, stopping the run is, is, is huge. <coughs> Excuse me. I saw this, uh, the other day, uh, Aaron Schatz of, uh, football outsiders, uh, tweeted this out the 49ers defensive rank and DVOA by down and play. If it's first and a pass, they're first defending that first, first down run their second. Second down pass, their fourth. Second down run, their third. Third down run, their first. Third down pass, they are the 23rd ranked defense mm-hmm. in DPOA against third down passing. I think that is, to me, the biggest concern. And it's been a concern all season. Um, and anecdotally, it kind of felt that way, right? Like when you're watching the games, you're like, man, it really seems like they're giving up. Uh, some some big plays on third down, and then obviously the numbers bear that out. And so, uh, Akash, I'm going to ask you what what do you think is kind of the root of that problem, and is that something that you think they can uh, kind of either fix or overcome for this game, and then hopefully moving forward? It's weird because they're talked about as kind of the number one defense, and, and rightfully so. Most advanced metrics kind of have them at the top. But even even then, they do have some fatal weaknesses, one of them being just defending third down passes and even just passes beyond 16 air yards. They just struggle to cover receivers down the field. And as of late, it feels like they've been taken advantage by some of these high end wide receivers, whether that's Devontae Adams a few weeks ago, um, whether that was DK Metcalf last week. Again, they have CeeDee Lamb coming up on Sunday and it's just you know, Mooney Ward has been an excellent signing. He's an upgrade over anything that the 49ers have had at corner since Richard Sherman. But I don't know if he's been truly elite lockdown, you know, on the elite all pro level type corner, right? He's been he's been beat a couple times. And then on the other side, Diamador Lenore, same thing. It seems like he's always kind of in position, but he's given up a lot of plays at the catch point. He played well last yeah. week, but kind of going into that game, he had a lot of pressure on him. And then Talanoa Hufanga. 
as well, right? He's been responsible for a few coverage busts. And I just think their secondary is a little bit more opportunistic than they are sound down in, down out. Like this year, I think they're more liable to get, like they're more prone to get turnovers and interceptions compared to last year's defense. But I'd say last year's secondary is probably more fundamentally sound. So they weren't giving up as many of these big plays on third down. And I think ultimately that's what it comes down to. I don't know if it's a fixable problem. Um, I think it's more, can they find a way to work around it? Because ultimately it's been something that's happened kind of all season long. They've given up these backbreaking third and longs. And I don't know if there's necessarily a magic fix at this point in the season. Yeah. And you bring up a good point. Like it's just, you, you can't fix things like that. This, this late in the season, you just, you just hope you, you hope that your team can defend in that situation. Right. And I think that a lot of it's predicated by the pass rush. And if, if Dak Prescott has a clean pocket, he's going to pick them apart. And that's, that's true for most NFL quarterbacks that are at Dak Prescott's level. Like he's, he's not a bum. And, and despite the criticism that he takes, he's, he's, absolutely in my opinion a top 10 quarterback and when you give him time he will pick you apart and my hope is that he gets the ball out of his hands so quickly that those third and longs don't matter that he's he's so concerned with the rush and McCarthy's so concerned with, with the rush getting there that they just want the ball out of his hands irrespective of what the down and distance is and at that point, the 49ers are, are one of the best tackling teams, if not the best tackling teams in the NFL. Mooney Ward is the best tackling corner in the NFL statistically. So that that plays into their advantage. And at some point, one of those balls will be tipped. They'll jump a route. Anything can happen at that point. And I think that that's what they're hoping for. Uh, one of the things that was pointed out earlier this year on a broadcast was the, the bend but don't break nature of the 49ers defense. And it's it's almost like they're okay with death by a thousand paper cuts because that gives their defense more opportunities to get the ball. Remember against Seattle, Seattle was kind of matriculating the ball down the field very methodically. And they took several, they took almost 10 plays to get it down in the Niners red zone. And all of a sudden they come up with that huge strip sack and Bosa gets the recovery and the entire game changes after that. So I think that that's why, another reason why we're seeing a lot of turnovers is because the offense has, more opportunities with the ball and they to turn it over. But if they can't get pressure on Prescott, like he, he had a clean pocket. If, if you guys saw that, that game against Tampa Bay, they didn't get any pressure on him at all. Like he was, he was not bothered at all. He had all the time in the world to go find receivers and run the ball. And it was just, like you said, Akash, it, they were Tampa Bay was ready to go on vacation. It's not going to be the case this week, but they cannot let their guard down. And right now Dallas is playing really well. I mean, for the most part, I mean, they've, they've lost three out of the last five games, but that offense last week, they played really well. So you're hoping that you get the lost three out of the last five games, Dallas, and not the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean this this defense is predicated upon the pass rush, right? That's it's the entire philosophy. It's how it's built. That's where all the resources are, right? Is is on that line, and so this defense lives and dies by 
the pass rush and getting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, and, and they play zone on the back end because zone is difficult to defeat. If, if you've got to get rid of the ball quickly, either that, or it sets it up for your tacklers to come downfield and, and hit and, and take those runners out. So, I mean, every game you could argue this 49ers defense is going to do well if blank and that blank is if they can get pressure on the quarterback and if they can't, it could be a, a long day. And so I think that's the biggest, the biggest matchup. Uh, I'm going to put you guys on the spot here real quick before we get to our score predictions. And I'm going to ask you on either side of the ball. I want you to choose one player, right? Where you think that at the end of this game, when the 49ers, if the 49ers win this game, we're going to point to it on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball and say, this, the blank game, right? This is this player game. This is the, this player game. Who do you think on both sides of the ball is going to be the biggest difference maker uh, in a 49ers victory? I I can go first here. I think offensively, I think it's going to be a Debo Samuel game. I just think he turns into an absolute war daddy in these playoff games. I mean, we saw what he did last season in the postseason. We saw what he did last week. It just seems like when the lights get a little brighter, when the stage gets a little bigger, Debo Samuel turns it up to a whole nother level. And it felt like right after that Jonathan Abram play, it's like the entire team fed off of that. And I expect Debo to – yeah, including Kyle Shanahan. And yeah. I, I just think Debo Samuel on offense is just kind of the uh, the catalyst, even though McCaffrey's been playing so well. They started to use Debo Samuel a little bit more in the backfield. He looks a lot healthier coming off that injury. He's had a couple games removed from it. So I just think he's going to be – he's kind of the engine right now, and I think he's going to be the one when we look back after this week and be like, damn, he had X amount of yards. He had this huge game-changing play. Um, so I think Debo Samuel on offense, and I think defensively it all starts with the defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, who actually had no yeah. pressures last week, no sacks. He was held off. He was really held off the stat sheet. Um, and so I just think he's due for a big game. I just think he's going to be challenged on Saturday night by Kyle Shanahan. I'm sure he's going to pr- poke and prod him by saying, you know, Micah Parsons might be playing better than you right now. You know, Micah Parsons did this, this, and this last week. You know, you didn't do anything. And I, I, I want to say that Nick Bosa on this big stage is going to want to make a statement. He's going to want to play better than Parsons. He's going to want to come up with some sacks. And I think he's just going to continue that. So I think we're going to look back and be and say this is the 2019 draft game where Debo on offense and Bosa on defense. I love it. I agree with I like you. It. I think Bosa's coming out in this game uh, with his hair on fire because he is, wants everyone to recognize that he is the defensive player of the year. And it's not Micah Parsons. And I, I think it's his entire goal to outplay that guy the whole game. I love it. I love it. Go ahead, Zane. I'm going to say offensively, I'm going to go with the obvious one, Christian McCaffrey. And I think that no pass rushing defender likes being run at. They ran at Micah Parsons last year. They're going to do it again this year. They hate 100%. defending the run. They hate when they have big offensive linemen pulling and, and guards and, and tackles, double teaming them and having to defend the run because they like getting after the quarterback. The The best way to take a pass rusher out of a football game is to run at him. They did it last year successfully, and they're going to do it again this year. This is a game where Kyle should not hesitate to run the ball 40 times. Cowboys were 22nd against the run this year, right? And, the, and people say that those stats can be misleading, but that's that's it is what it is, right? You are what you are at this point. 
they've got several running backs that can tote the ball that they can trust. But Christian McCaffrey, dual threat, it sets up the play action if they can run well. And that opens things up for guys like Debo and Kittle and Ayuk. I think Ayuk's going to have a much bigger game and impact than he did last week. He did have he did have 70 yards last week and the, the drop touchdown, obviously. But I feel like he's going to have a huge game as well. And this is going to be a game where it's going to be a slobber knocker. It's going to be one in the trenches. <laughs> and I can see Kyle running the ball 30-plus times, 40 times if he has to with, with all of the running backs, right, with Eli Mitchell and Mason as well in addition to McCaffrey. So – that's why I think it's gonna be a Christian McCaffrey game on offense and on defense, man, I, this guy's always around the ball. And when you're talking turnovers, you're talking Dre Greenlaw and forcing turnovers, recovering fumbles, just all over the place, just a heat seeking muscle. And I think that this will be a Dre Greenlaw game because he will be able to get his hands on a couple of Dak Prescott passes. He's going to be getting rid of the ball quick. And that means that He's not being. He's not going to be throwing it to the third level where the safeties are and where the, the corners are covering. It'll probably be over the middle of the field, and uh, I feel like Dre Greenlaw is going to come up with a couple of turnovers. Nice. Offensively, like offensively, ahead, I was going to say, I think sometimes when in these playoff games, I think Kyle Shanahan likes to establish the physicality and just a matter of toughness. And we're about to find out how tough this Cowboys team is. They talk tough, Mm -hmm. but I know that the Niners are tough. When these games get to January and February, I know they want to just run the ball down your throat. And there's no better way to test Micah Parsons and that defensive line. Um, You know, you just run right at him and see if they can stop it. I think I think you're on to something there when I when you say that they're going to run right at 11. Yep. Yeah, I like it. I uh, when I thought of this question, um, I did have two two players in mind. Um, Zane took my one on defense, uh, but my, I, 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 in my heart of hearts, I think this is the Brandon Ayuk game. I think this is the game that establishes Brandon Ayuk on the national stage. Um, I think he's one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. I think he's one of the best route runners in the NFL. Somebody, uh, tweeted out, uh, earlier today, uh, asking, uh, who would you, if you were a cornerback, who would you rather cover? or Debo Samuel. And I quote to you that. And I said, I would rather cover Debo Samuel, right? Uh, Brandon Ayuk is an elite route runner, but if I, if we're talking tackling, I'd rather tackle Ayuk as Debo Samuel is a bowling ball with knives, right? Like that is their game, right? They're totally different games, but they, they fit within this offense perfectly. But I think, like I said, Brandon Ayuk was open a lot against the Cowboys last, uh, last or last year in that playoff game. And I think he will get open a lot again, this, this game. But like I said, he has uh, a quarterback who looks for him. Uh, Not only will he look down, look for Brandon Ayuk as well. So I think this is uh, the Brandon Ayuk game. I I see someone in the chat. Don't forget George. No one forgets George. George is George. George will always have an impact on the game, whether it be uh, catching touchdowns or whether it be planting dudes in the dirt in the run game. George will George will have a game. Um, mm-hmm. And then on the defensive side, uh, Akash took uh, someone on the defensive line. Zane, you took someone in the linebacking core. So I'm going to go at the third level. And I'm going to say this is a Talano-Hufanga game. I think Hufanga gets a turnover in this game, uh, whether that be a forced fumble or whether that be an interception. Um, you know, I think if they have him a little bit in that robber role, I think that he could he could bait Dak into at least one interception. Dak loves to throw interceptions. Jack Hammer tweeted out. Jack Hammer covers the 49ers for the Santa Rosa Press Democrat. He tweeted out today, 
Uh, Dak Prescott has not gone back-to-back games without an interception this entire season. He did not throw one in Tampa Bay, so he is due. And I'm going to say that Talano Hufanga is at least one of those players that that gets one. And so, uh, again, on offense, we're going to say this is the Brandon Ayuk game. And on defense, we're going to say this is Talano Hufanga game. Before we get on out of here, we need our score predictions. Zane, I'm going to give you the floor first. Who wins? What's the score? Niners win, and it's going to be it's going to be close. It's going to be 30, 31-27. The Niners are going to win. And I will be doing the intro to the next podcast next week because it'll be Let's a big podcast. I fully plan on it. I will be Let's doing go. it. <laughs> Gosh, how about you? I think it's going to be a high-scoring shootout as well. I think both of these offenses are going to be able to move the ball down the field. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game. I think there's going to be a turnover or two that will determine who wins this. And I think Dak Prescott is more liable to turn the ball over than Brock Purdy is. And I think this 49ers defense, which leads the NFL in takeaways, is just going to come up with a game-changing play at home at Levi Stadium that makes a difference in this game. I think the 49ers win 34-28, finish off the Cowboys two years in a row, and move on to the NFC title game. I love it. Uh, I was on, uh, as Zane said earlier, I was on 95-7 the game last night. They asked me for a score prediction. I hadn't quite thought through it yet. So uh, I, I think I rambled a little bit uh, when I answered that question. Uh, the one thing we didn't talk about was how well Kyle Shanahan knows Dan Quinn and Dan Quinn's defense. Mm-hmm. And I think that that Kyle is licking his lips, uh, excited about uh, exploiting Quinn's rules and and throwing some stuff at Dan Quinn that he's probably never seen before. And I think there's going to be at least one play where it's a completely busted coverage because they don't know what to do because Shanahan and his formations have have broken their rules. And so uh, I'm going to stick with the score that I gave on the game last night. Uh, I do think it's close. Uh, Again, we talked about the outcomes of the game, Uh, you know, the four true outcomes, if you will, a 49ers blowout, close victory, a Cowboys close victory or a a uh, blowout. And I don't think there's any, any, any simulation that has the Cowboys with a blowout victory. And so I think this will be a close 49ers victory final score. They keep that 30 point streak alive and they win this game 30 to 26. So Akash, before we get on out here, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, uh, where they can read your stuff and uh, where they can hear you talking more 49ers football. Once again, appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, you can always check out my stuff at nanotation.com or at Twitter at A-K-A-S-H-A-N-A-V. Again, appreciate you guys and We'll see what happens. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Zane, why don't you lead us on out of here? All right. So, again, thank you very much to Akash Navaratham for joining us again. For Brian Rennick and Akash, this is Zane Nappy on the Odyssey Network with another episode of the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast. Peace. Go Niners.